Hello, podcast family. This is Captain Bradley Hargis with the Salvation Army in Fort Smith, Arkansas, and you are listening to the Above the Waves podcast, a show where we aim to inspire listeners through the example of love and service presented by Jesus Christ, the Messiah. In this week's talk, we're going to be continuing our four-week series titled Unplugged and Available. This series is heavily based upon the teachings in Matthew and Mark concerning solitude and Sabbath. The Rest of God by Mark Buchanan, and The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Cummer. This series is meant to be a precursor to the 2023 Lenten season that will begin on February 22nd and end April 6th. I hope that this series brings you peace and gives you ideas on how to declutter your soul so that you can have greater intimacy with Jesus. So let me start you off with a thought. What gets you out of bed every day? Is it the responsibilities of life? Is it a really good breakfast? Is it a person? Is it desire? Now let's kind of stop and look at desire for a moment. Desire is an awesome motivator. Desire literally means a strong feeling of wanting to have something or wishing for something to happen. The question today is what do you want from life, from those around you, from God or Holy Father? Desire is a really good thing. But John Mark Cummer actually cautions us here. In his book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, he states that at any point, if desire is no longer under our control and is driving our lives, we're in trouble. The truth is, our desires, if we're honest, are never satisfied. I repeat, they're never satisfied. Woodrow Wilson once said, the fewer the desires, the more peace we'll have. George Shaw, who formerly played Superman, wrote, There are two tragedies in life. One is to lose your heart's desire. The other is to gang it. Even our great church theologians define desire. Thomas Aquinas in the 13th century once asked the question, What would it take to feel desire? What would it take to feel satisfied? Well, what was his answer? It's everything. You would have to experience everything in everybody to feel totally satisfied. If you had unlimited amounts of cash, time, and resources, you would still feel unsatisfied. This feeling is, of course, what we know as the human condition, our humanness, our humanity, our sinfulness. John Mark Cummer actually puts this idea in a math equation infinite desire minus finite soul equals restlessness. Again, infinite desire minus finite soul equals restlessness. We live with chronically unmet and unsatisfied desires. So what does this have to do with me and Jesus and the church? Well, a writer helps us out here. Dallas Willard puts it this way. Desire is infinite partly because we were made by God, made for God, made to need God, and made to run on God. We can be satisfied only by the one who is infinite, eternal, and able to supply all our needs. We are only home and God. Desire for the infinite remains, but is displaced upon things that lead to destruction. I think that quote says it so perfectly. Simply said, God is the only thing that can satisfy our changing and competing desires. 
Maybe you've went to Dunkin' Donuts recently. Their tagline is, America runs on Dunkin'. If this was said in our life, it would say, we are only made to run on God. So, what does all this have to do with Sabbath? I mean, isn't that what this week's all about? Sabbath comes from the Hebrew word Shabbat. Shabbat means to stop. In ancient Israel, the Sabbath was a day to stop working, stop worrying, stop wanting, stop cleaning the house. In Egypt, it was to stop making bricks, just to reflect and stop. So when is the last time you stopped? Well, I hope it wasn't your last vacation. So how do you know if your soul is rested or restless? In The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, the book gives two lists that compare. So if your soul is rested, it's marked by these things. Margin, slowness, quiet, deep relationships, delight, enjoyment, gratitude, trust, working from love and acceptance. If your soul is wrapped up in desire, it's usually marked by this list. Busyness, hurry, noise, anxiety, crowds, anger, envy, distraction, discontentment, working for love and acceptance. Do you notice the interesting thing at the end of both of those lists? The first one says, working from love and acceptance. The second says, working for love and acceptance. I hope you sound more like the first list, but chances are most of us sound like the second list. The list of restlessness. The list further away from the character of Jesus. So many things are after our time. Friends, family, responsibilities, social media, extracurricular activities. And this is just to name a few. Genesis 2 verses 1 through 3 helps us out here. It says, So the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed. On the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation, so he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy, because it was the day when he rested from all of his work of creation. Jesus even says in Mark chapter 2, verse 27, He's responding to the Pharisees here. He says the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of the people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. Isn't it crazy that Jesus had to give a command to not be legalistic about the Sabbath? I would venture to guess that we are the polar opposite. We are not legalistic about Sabbath. Most of us don't even practice it at all. God rests in Genesis chapter 2 as an example to us. God is infinite. We're finite. He rested again as an example to us. He also rested to enjoy the work he had done. Shabbat can literally also be translated to delight. It is a day to delight in the world, our lives in it, and in God himself. You're probably thinking, how can I rest? I have a mortgage and two children and a demanding boss. But God rested. But I have college and tests and expectant parents. But God rested. But I'm not really into this Sabbath business, so do I get a pass? But God rested. In Mark Buchanan's book, The Rest of God, he says it like this. Sabbath has a golden rule. Stop doing what you ought to do, even though your list of oughts is infinitely long and never done. There are six days to do what you ought, 
six days to be caught up in the web of economic, political, and social necessity, Sabbath is the one day to stop. It's a reprieve from what you ought to do. Oughts are tyrants, noisy, chronically dissatisfied. The Sabbath is a day you trade places with them. They go into the closet and you go out dancing. You get to shuck those half-twos and lay a hold of the get-twos. I don't know about you, but whenever I read those words by Mark Buchanan, that sounds awful good. Mark Buchanan also calls Sabbath holy leisure. I bet that sounds pretty good to you as well. The Sabbath is a day to enter delight. The Sabbath should be the day we look forward to all week. Sabbath is meant to be the day that we play, dance, pray, laugh, feast, hike, fish, bike, or maybe you put your favorite thing in there. We make it holy by participating in delight. Does this change the way you see Sabbath? I hope it does. Sabbath is not an unrealistic day of sitting and no work, no play, no fun. It is the day of fun, rest, and delight. The Sabbath is blessed by God and it can be a blessing to us now. So, as you listen today, do you feel worn out, jaded, tired, or burnt out? Try Sabbath. By participating in Sabbath, you are participating in something holy and blessed. While Sabbath is a day of enjoyment, it's also a day of worship. Sabbath is not the same thing as a day off or a mini vacation. On the Sabbath, all we do is rest and worship. Do you catch the all from the former sentence? It's all we do is rest and worship. I understand that whenever I talk about Sabbath, this is totally countercultural. Not many practice Sabbath anymore. The key is you will have to resist the temptation to be busy and full of activity. The Sabbath is a spiritual discipline after all. Lastly, Shabbat, or Sabbath, is a verb. It is something you do. It's not just an idea found in ancient literature. It is a lifestyle. So, how do we, how do you practice Sabbath? Well, here's a few good ideas. Set aside a day, clear your schedule, turn your iPhone off, and ask God to fill your day with rest, delight, and acceptance. Rest and worship. It might look like some of these things. Read or sing a song, drink coffee, tell some good jokes, read your Bible, take a walk in the park or go on a hike in nature, spend time together as a family, Feel free and released from all the busyness and responsibilities that you have. Simply be active in Sabbath. Realize that the world doesn't revolve around you. It revolves around God and His character. If you observe the Sabbath, God will reveal His goodness to you. Put it to the test this next week. You will know what a gift Sabbath is whenever you turn your phone back on or you hit the office on Monday morning and all the responsibilities come back. Sabbath is a gift, don't miss it. So this week, clear your schedule, turn your phone off, set aside a day, and delight in God's goodness. Thank you for listening to the Above the Waves podcast with your host, Captain Bradley Hargis. We hope that you've enjoyed our study on Sabbath. As always, you can head over to SalvationArmyFS.org to sign up for our email list or visit us on Facebook at Sal Army Fort Smith. Also check out John Comer's book, The Realist Elimination of Hurry, 
or Mark Buchanan's book, The Rest of God. Thank you for joining us in this episode and come back next week as we study our topic on the discipline of simplicity.